Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the she in temptation. Oh! <laughs> that was what I laughed at when I... Yeah. <clears throat> Hi, my name is Summer Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And Joy, um, when was the last time you washed your emotional support water bottle? Um, You mean my emotional support cups? Yes. <laughs> Because I have cups. I know, but that is a huge. That's that's not a cup. Oh yeah, no, it's like a, it's like a thirty-two ounce. It's <laughs> not a cup. mug. Mug cup. I have a Jamba Juice one, and I have one from a hospital from when I had Georgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are my emotional support cups. I actually yeah. have a water bottle similar to the one you have, and I yes hate it because it's heavy and my hands are small, <laughs> and so I like. <laughs> Like Matthew, Me. he'll he'll just like reach out to these water bottles and like almost wrap Palm his entire hand around. Yeah. Um, no, I can't do that with mine. But I so I feel like if I'm driving <laughs> or trying to do anything else, I can't. Yeah. So what do you do in the car? Um, I just well, I have a water bottle if I need water. Yeah. But I just prefer not to drink out of it unless oh, man. I have to. This baby goes everywhere with me and uh I mean to bed. In the car, yeah, I can't. One of my go. cups goes to bed with me too. I'm, you know, it's it the just, same thing. It's just it has you know, to go different. with me everywhere, and uh, I mean, it goes with me from the living room. To it has to the be a specific kind of cup too. To, to the just, kitchen. I mean, I know. I don't know if anyone who's listening it has to hold at it's least. It's the kind you get. My cup is the kind you get at the hospital when you give birth. It's right. like a big. Mm-hmm. It has a big handle. It's yeah. flat, so you can like mm-hmm. set it down. Mine is a weapon. It's so right. large mm-hmm. that if I needed to, like, I could swing and really get someone right. in the side of the head. I thought about maybe getting one of those with the straw. I think a big part of it is the straw for me. Oh, you need a straw. I just really See, I'm pref- afraid of the straw. I just really prefer that. But, like, it's going to get so dirty. I also, um, I, I hate when you're trying to take a drink of water in yeah. the car and you're, like, bumping the water bottle like on the top of the car oh see um, Trying, i'm so short you don't have that but that's problem. not an right. issue that's, i've never been anywhere near the roof of a vehicle well, or any a, building not so much in the car matter. i drive now but in my old car i used to have to like you like couldn't get the very last like three cups because it was so like, do like tall people do you have you experience any like claustrophobia in a vehicle because like the roof is so far away from me right that, but I feel um, like not if I was really, close to but it. Ma- Matthew definitely in our old car we I had a little that. we had a little Nissan Versa and yeah. he definitely that like hurts my throat was, to think about yeah being that close mm-hmm. and like because if you got in a car like a rollover car accident like right. your head is a watermelon smashed on the side right. of the road right it sounds terrible right wow being tall must suck <laughs> <laughs> well you can see things like the top of the fridge or stick your hand in the ceiling fan when you put your shirt on. <laughs> Or <laughs> I literally will like, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to say I'm tall enough to do this. Yeah. Things, but no, I don't have that problem. And you know, I feel like my life is better since I don't know what's happening on the top of my fridge. Oh yeah. 
Just my kidding, husband I doesn't do. tell me. You guys, I'm so organized. <laughs> Please. I know exactly what's on top of my fridge. I can't see it, but I know it's there. I know what's up there. <laughs> it's organized in a basket. I have the a de- I have a de choker up there too. Oh, uh, yeah. we also got de we got a de choker. Yeah, it's just sitting there waiting for someone to choke. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you should yeah. wash your emotional support water bottle because you probably don't wash it enough. See, here's and I saw I saw you post this on Facebook yeah. today. Mm-hmm. And um people are confused as to why you aren't washing your water bottle every day. But I never stop using it is why. Right. But I'm also <laughs> going to push I'm gonna push back against those people a little oh. bit because depending on the quality of your water bottle, mm. it will not get yeah. yucky no. in there. Nay. Nay, nay. Um, so I have had insulated metal bottles uh-huh. that it's like, oh, did you leave that in the sun for 20 minutes? Oh. There is all kinds of bacteria growing in there. No, Sorry. not this baby. But yeah, if you have a good insulated a good insulated bottle, you don't. Um, you don't have to worry about that quite as much. The best thing about this bottle is that my friend made it for me. She did the whole like epoxy thing uh-huh. on the outside and um what i love about it is that it's her interpretation of me like right. this is obviously what mitzi saw that's what all was... gifts are yeah really, is like <laughs> an interpretation right. of of, the, of you as a person right. or yeah. how they know like how yeah how they right. think of you which if they don't know you very well right maybe it'll be weird maybe that's why you got like a weird thing for christmas <laughs> or if you've been one, if you're listening to this and you've been wondering why your in-laws got you, I love to buy you a weird thing like for a strange, like a strange gift card yeah, to like, somewhere you'd never go. I know. Just know you're projecting that <laughs> to them. You're saying that you love Fruitlandia, right? <laughs> and you love yes. smoothies. Yes, you are striking them as a Bed Bath and Beyond <laughs> type of person. Well. Whatever, this water bottle's great. And um, yeah, I just, I gave it, you know, I was giving it a good scrub this morning. And I was like, you know, it's been too long since I've done this. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to bet I'm not the only person that this yeah. is true of. Uh-huh. Um, I could probably wash my cup more often. You know, so it got a good bath. And uh, I'm going to be really sad when I have to change up my water bottle because this one is just great. It won't last forever. I literally use it. 24 7 so right (laughs) like it's just it can't last forever but you know for a while there she is anyway until then yeah until then (laughs) um well you're right i am joy and i'm here with my beautiful co-host summer and um one time on the show i'm pretty sure i said this on the show oh i was reading some article and there was all these portraits of people who were being interviewed and there was a portrait done and it was like the, the title under the portrait was something like gender fluid, non-binary barber. (laughs) Anyway, I, I've thought about that like at least once every other week. Ever since I saw that. Okay. Um, and thought like that is a pretty hilarious way to describe yourself. <laughs> Until I found another one that can compete. Um, oh. And so I saw Being someone. Replaced. I saw. I heard someone introduce themselves as mm. a green witch 
herbal witch, herbalist, <laughs> integrative nutrition coach. <laughs> and so now I'll have to think about that every once in a while as well. Please say it again. This is one title. Green Witch, which I don't really know what that refers to, if that refers to where she's from. Have you not seen The Wizard of Oz? The Green Witch. Well, but it's not. <laughs> In The Wizard of Oz. But, but it's not. She's the Wicked Witch. I don't know if she's saying witch or green witch. Like it's oh, a. Greenwich. Right. The place yes. in New York City. Yeah. Okay. But she did say green witch, herbal witch, herbalist, <laughs> integrative nutrition coach. <laughs> How did you find this person? Do I even want to know? Oh, well, you know where they live. <laughs> you know where they live. They live on TikTok. All right. of them do. Oh, I was going to say Sedona. All the crazy people do. <laughs> um, the other the other one I saw lived on BuzzFeed. Okay. And it was, it was. Um, Obviously. That article, the non-binary barber. It was a longer title than that. <laughs> non-binary barber. But the reason this was so important is because uh, BuzzFeed did us all a favor by posting like nude portraits of a bunch of people who are confused about biology. <sighs> and this was years ago. So <sighs> don't tell us that you didn't see it coming. Because... <laughs> All of this. Yeah. It's just. It was happening. It's, it's been, been happening, happening on BuzzFeed for yeah. sure. I <laughs> can't remember where I heard it. Something like the the end of a civilization is when like all the sexual confusion comes in. I'm just like, is right. that. <laughs> I feel like that dog in the meme where everything's on fire. It's like, oh. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> well, you actually. Still have to live here. <laughs> um, so you're Green Witch. Um, just launches me right into what I have to talk about today. Okay. Um, you can leave us a voicemail. Green witch. Yeah, green witch. That's one of the temptations common to women. Um, <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail at four seven zero four six five zero four seven five. Does that mean she's like an eco witch? She's an eco witch. She's it's environmentally probably, friendly. Probably something like, like she that. She stays away from spells that I'm like hurt. You. That like. She was inspired by the Wizard of Oz footprint and Wizard of Oz is what's happening. That's what I want it to be. She paints herself green every day. (laughs) (laughs) That's like wicked. Yeah. What's the name? Mafalda. I don't. I don't. I never saw. Were you ever? Yeah. I I didn't. I never saw it, it, but I read the book. Yeah, I couldn't. It bored me. Um. Anyway, you can leave us a voicemail four seven zero four six five zero four seven five. Support us at patreon.com slash sheologians. You can join book club and get a shop discount. Our shop's at shopsheologians.com. So speaking of green witches, um, it's just great that you brought that up because uh, we're doing another Temptations Common to Women episode. We Mm -hmm. found out today that our first one was in 2019, which is blowing my mind because I would have thought we did that last year, but apparently we first talked about this in 2019 it was at the end of 2019. I, yeah, you're right. That might be why you're picking up a little okay. 2020. It's been a it's been a year. Yeah. Um in that first episode, uh if you want to if you haven't heard it, you can go back and listen to it. We talked about ungracious assumptions, assuming the worst, how that's frequently a female sin. Some of these we also did entire episodes on yeah also mm-hmm. gossip <laughs> being a busybody, uh being quick to bitterness and then uh needing to be known and understood you know just making that the highest priority of just everyone needs to understand beautiful me as though it's an entitlement yeah like i'm and you can 
misbehave if people aren't doing understanding that. you perfectly yeah. yes um so i wasn't gonna bring this one up first but i think one of the things that women are largely much more tempted towards than men is new age practices Ooh, i mean do women or do women not completely corner the market on that gobbledygook yes yeah that's not to say that mm-hmm. there are no men involved but you know I don't come a lot. I don't come across a lot of wizards um, or <laughs> male witches. <laughs> um, Georgia did point to a cover of one of my Harry Potter books last night and went, "Mama," <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know what to make of that." <laughs> is this like my? Is this my owl? Is this my Hogwarts letter? <laughs> oh, it's probably because we both wear glasses. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> Or she just is telling you, Mama, look. Right, yeah. Mama, read me mm-hmm. this book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Georgia, we're not going to start with the fifth one. That was the most <laughs> intense one. You're not ready for that. Um, So I just, I started thinking. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. Why? Well, and like, even, even before crystals and the new age really made, like, a huge mainstream mm-hmm. leap. Like, even astrology. Like, mm-hmm. think back when you were young, even, mm-hmm. like, astrology. Yep that uh psychics Mm -hmm. it usually is it's a pretty female dominated is does that have to do something tarot cards like mother nature mother so i was asking myself i know that i know that like like wicca Mm -hmm. is very female female like maternal so a lot of the foundation of it Mm -hmm. is very it's all about like women and stuff like that but so I was just thinking through like, why is this something that appeals so much more to women than men? Right. Uh, because it does just statistically it does. This is a movement largely owned by women. Um, and you know, I think that a lot of the big Enneagram coaches are men, but they're also women too. Susan mm-hmm. Stabile. I mean, you've got, um, well, and even in just in terms of like, who's consuming it, it's I women. would say predominantly women, like even if mm-hmm. the coaches are men. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking through like, what is it about? Like, why are women in particular so busy in the new age? And the first thought that came to my mind would be the manipulation. The idea of controlling, of being in control of mm-hmm. the element and the world around you. Maybe even controlling other people, um, controlling your health, manipulating how people feel. This is all stuff that gives you a sense of control, which everyone wants. But I think women in particular, especially when it comes to the people around you and health and things like that, like women in particular really tend to be more concerned with that. Uh, And then I found this study, this sociologist did back in 2007, and I don't I don't tend to give sociologists a ton of time of day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was interesting when he was studying this. I mean, it's not really a phenomenon. Like the new age is a female thing by right. and large. But he was kind of studying like why. Why is the new age movement led by women? Um, and he said it gives women a sense of occupational identity beyond being housewives and caregivers. I thought that was super interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Almost like you're, you know, we do live in a time where 
living at home, uh, raising the kids, like it just doesn't feed you enough. You're not being creative enough. So it's a way it's a waste of potential or right, opportunity. Right. And so you get your kind of identity and self worth from being a part of something, right? You want right. to be a part of a, a larger group. And so there's a sense of alienation if you're not. And so it's an easy movement to join. It's also a movement that's really focused on female empowerment, mm-hmm. um, giving you power to control this and that. Um, and it also is a movement that is focused on um, subjective experiences, intuition, emotion, and that obviously appeals far more to women than to men. Um, and then you have a lot of middle-class women who have time and money on their hands because these, this stuff tends to be expensive. You can spend a lot of money (laughs) on crystals. Was I telling you about the Moldavite? Yes. Well, remind that, me you were why Moldavite, were we talking about that but well because it's something that i had seen like, okay all over the place i saw a bunch of people people like joke about it but plenty of people are buying this crystal moldavite and um it's supposed to like take you where you're truly supposed to go but like it's not what it can be like negative it's supposed to like tear down barriers that are keeping uh. you from realizing your potential mm. so that might mean like you might get a new amazing job or you might lose your job and like have no money because, because it's getting you to it, your, it's realizing helping you realize your potential. But a little chunk of this stuff is like over $200. Why? It's super expensive. Why did people believe this? It's just more of the crystal nonsense. Yeah. They just think that it's, <sighs> yeah, well, it appeals especially to people who have money because right. it's a lot of the stuff, the new age therapies are extremely expensive. Like you're right. saying, like, you know, there's gear that goes along with it. And it, and it really focuses on like health and healing. So you've got to be taking the right stuff, doing the right stuff. Um, and so how does this affect Christian women? Well, I think one of the most obvious ones is the, I have literally heard Christian women say like their child has been having, a breakdown, like throwing a fit, tantrum, in a mood, whatever. And they're like, oh, you know, he just didn't get his his uh, peace and calming oil today. And blaming their child's yeah. sin on not having a certain essential not oil. Not having any Moldavite. Right. Not having any Moldavite. Not having the right quartz near them. Not having the right oil near them, mm. on them, whatever. Tea, whatever. Right. And so... These these are these are tools of the new age that sometimes and many times promise a cure for sin or the effects of sin. Right. Um, and, you know, if you use this kind of oil or like this kind of light, like then this sin will be dealt with. And it's just an excuse right. um, for sin. And it's like it's having a naturalist view. Right. An ungodly mm-hmm. view um, a view that's like, well, if we can just restore nature to its perfect balance, yeah. that will deal with the sin. But sin comes from inside of you. It comes from your heart. Yeah. Um, it's not something that an oil can cure. And it's not like, well, if I just, you know, do this with my kid's diet or get this mood lighting just right, then they're never going to hit their sister again. Or, you know, something just absolutely, um, this is an unbiblical view of sin and how to deal with sin. It's an un biblical view of the world view um, of the world and uh, you know at the end of the day of course we don't deny that you know occasionally 
what your child needs is a nap. Or, you know, sometimes you do need to take a second look at your diet. Um, But that's not... That's not a a fix for sin. Right. It might help because you are um, a holistic person. You are a mind and a body. Right. You are not, you know, we're not going to alienate these from each other or anything like that. But the new age practices take it to an unbiblical place. Right. And that's what's dangerous. And right. that's what's silly and what's wrong. Your kid didn't hit his sister this morning because you forgot to put some lavender oil right. on his head. The sin came from within him. Right. <laughs> well, and then, of course, it can even... It can even like go as far as like worshiping, not like worshiping a totally false God. Obviously you're, you worshiping yourself Mm. is you worshiping a false God. Right. But there's plenty of new age stuff that involves you actually like worshiping Mm -hmm. some kind of Mm -hmm. entity. A a (laughs) being, a spirit, a whatever (laughs) they're calling it. Yeah. Something that's not God. Yeah, if you if you go looking for a spirit, you're probably gonna find one. Right. Yeah. Just I, FYI, you, I won't. Yeah. My the questions I have for you won't necessarily uh, involve whether or not something really happened, or if you saw re- like really saw something. It might just be more like, hmm, what hmm. did you see? What is talking to you? Right. What is uh, what is what is that weird sensation you're feeling during? meditation mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff right Contem- contemplative prayer we've talked about that one before lots of problems with that but any kind of manipulation of nature in an attempt to fix a heart issue right. is sinful yeah uh because you're going to the wrong place which is probably how most well that would be yeah like if it, if we're talking about common temptations to women it's like there so yeah obviously we have a problem with the blatant usage of the new age Mm -hmm. but we also have a problem with the casual usage of it (laughs) right which is what you were talking about before Mm -hmm. which is not like it's not being a witch and practicing actual witchcraft it's just casually being like oh well if i pick up this crystal or this Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. then it'll fix these little problems it's like a practical it's Mm -hmm. like a pragmatic usage of new age but um, you can't like divorce divination. those pra- you can't divorce those right. practices from yeah like what they actually yeah. are even the enneagram isn't it is is divination right. it's looking to the nature nature and the stars and this and that and spirits to to divine what kind of person you are who you are as a person um and it's all very new agey and and yeah women are just so easily um deceived into following after these practices and it's something that we need to be on guard for so yeah cool all right my turn your turn all right here we go (laughs) bring it i'm so excited (laughs) all right i am going to bring apathy to the table okay um obviously this is a temptation for everyone yep um but i'm specifically bringing this up in temptations common to women Mm -hmm. uh because i'm just gonna say this and then we're gonna get into it i'm the reason i'm making the case that it's common in women is because many times so like so uh many times we spend large portions of our days like caring for other people 
Yeah. And so we finally have this, whatever, if you want to make this distinction between like the moment when you no longer have a commitment, no longer okay. have a kid awake, no longer have a X, Y, Z, you know? Okay. Um, and so I think that women are, we, uh, sometimes our lives are very distinct when it comes to, um, like our work for mm-hmm. the day and mm-hmm. like our recreation, mm-hmm. like the moment you get to yourself, the moment you get to stop, you don't have to make anything for anyone or help anything with like help anyone with anything. Um, you don't have to like serve outright. In so this moment. We, but we make this like distinction between like, okay, so that was one part of my day. Here's and the now, next. so, <laughs> and so now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that necessarily, but I'm saying that I think women struggle with apathy mm. in those, in those private moments mm-hmm. that you feel maybe even feel like you finally have a moment to yourself mm-hmm. or to think or mm-hmm. quiet or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, okay. So for the sake of the, uh, conversation, I'm going to continue to bring up like a few common terms. Mm-hmm. So if apathy, apathy is a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. Mm-hmm. Um, I really only have, I mean, there's a million verses I could point you to, but I'm going to point you to first Corinthians 10 31, which is so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is, is are you experiencing a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern when you are doing all to the glory of God? Mm. Um, so like I said before, like most women spend all day caring. So I'm not talking about those moments. I'm talking about the moments when we aren't caring for Mm -hmm. another person. We're just caring for ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, I think it's just, it's an area where we need to be careful. I think it's, um, there's a lot of apathy is normalized, Mm, mm -hmm. um, in our culture. Um, and so that's really this, me saying that apathy is a common temptation for women is not me saying that you listening right now are struggling with it. (laughs) Right. It's me saying, be careful. Um, because some of our personal pursuits are, practiced during times that are private and not under under accountability um so a lot of times they're un they can be undisciplined or like i'm saying apathetic Mm -hmm. and i don't and i think people just kind of assume like oh well i do care so i'm not apathetic but i want to give like some examples i i think my focus is really on the interest enthusiasm and concern okay so like those words are Apathy, I feel like we've kind of taken its mean, like our, you can say that word and it doesn't fully, you can be like, oh, I'm not apathetic. Like I care about what's going on around me or whatever, you know? Um, but I think to clarify it, interest, enthusiasm, and concern, Mm. um, are words that obviously just make it, I mean, it's the definition. So it just adds like a fullness to the word. Right. But, um, so kind of what I'm talking about is like being undisciplined. So like 
the opposite of apathy is discipline, Mm -hmm. like caring, having enthusiasm, having passion for something, having concern for something. Right. Um, So, and it's saying I'm, it's the opposite, like where enthusiasm is lacking, Mm -hmm. discipline is full. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we need to consider uh, if there are areas where we're being apathetic and none of these things that I'm about to list are just fully wrong in and of themselves right um it but it is your heart they might be a behind sign them. of something right so i said we watch tiktok or youtube instead of reading mm-hmm. we eat junk food instead of a homemade option instead of not a healthier eating. option <laughs> right yeah it, or instead of yeah eating we eat when we're full and we eat when we're bored right yes um we uh we watch tv instead of reading the word we don't spend time with our husbands mm-hmm. we don't pray for others um the dis- really mm. really the enemy of apathy are the disciplines mm-hmm. it is looking at your life and saying what is so how i'm spending my time specifically for women how i'm spending my recreation time my free time mm-hmm. when i don't have any duty like obviously you always do you obviously have business to attend to but like the times right. when you can attend to yourself for a little bit um those are the moments when you need to determine if you're being disciplined mm-hmm. in those areas are you always picking the mindless right. easiest option um like are you always watching tv and never reading Mm-hmm. Are you never reading your Bible mm-hmm. because you're on Facebook? Mm-hmm. And I really mean it. Don't like, just be honest. I don't, nobody is going to know your response <laughs> to these questions at all. And this is the thing is a lot of this uh, apathy takes place like inside of you. And it may not always be super apparent. I think we've excused it for so right. long that it's like, well, but I'm tired. So right. it doesn't really matter because right. I'm tired. Why I don't I get to do what I want. I've been working all day. Yeah. Me, me, me. I, I, I. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, really, ultimately, what you're being apathetic about is the things of the Lord in that situation. Yeah. And like, actually, are you redeeming your time? Right. Like, do are you obeying all the exhortations in scripture to use your time wisely, yeah. to be building yourself and others up in the word? Are you spending time in prayer? And it's easy to just like, go along with the flow that tells you like you deserve to do whatever you want when you can, like you've worked so hard, like enjoy this. Well, that's why this is common to women Yeah, because we live in a culture that has definitely noticed Mm -hmm. how hard women work. Mm -hmm. That's putting it nicely. Mm -hmm. They have definitely noticed how hard women work and like how high the calling is. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're mad about it. Right. Yes. That's the only problem is that they're, mad about they're it. trying to return it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So basically like we need to, we need to make sure the thing is, is that it, while these things in and of themselves are not bad, always picking the easy mindless option mm-hmm. um, is without concern for the consequences yeah. We live in our culture as though there are no consequences for living this way. Mm-hmm. But there absolutely are because if the opposite of mm-hmm. apathy is discipline, then that means the major conf- consequence of always choosing that option mm-hmm. is that it's not going to produce discipline. 
Mm-hmm. And if you never produce discipline, you will be unable to do all to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. I think women want to excuse apathy. And right. I think men are brazen in their apathy. Yes. I think we're like, yes. no, no, here's the 10 reasons why I deserve it. And men are just like, yeah, so what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think yes. that's the general yes. approach of like, yeah. yes, I'm apathetic. Right. What about it? <laughs> and, and honestly, women are th- we're like considered the more caring emotional of the genders and or sexes. I'm not using either one of those ter- terms exclusively. They're the same. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just think, um, yeah, we may struggle with it in a different way mm-hmm. from men, mm-hmm. but we may, we may trick mm-hmm. ourselves into thinking that we are doing a better job mm-hmm. of doing all things to the glory of God than we actually are. Um, and we may actually be giving ourselves a pass in the areas that matter the most. Mm-hmm. Cause I think sometimes we just think, okay, so I need to serve my family with, con- with contentment, with joy. Okay. And then you, you do that. Mm-hmm. But like, if you do that all day and then you get to the end of the day and you just like throw that time away and you don't use it to increase intimacy with you or your, uh, um, uh, with your, like your family, your friends, other believers with God, with the word, like all those things. And if just every single time you have the moment to care, you don't care the moment. If every time you, um, you are to produce a feeling of interest, enthusiasm, or concern, you you don't, you decide to not have enthusiasm, interest or concern in anything. You just want to like zone out. Click off. Yeah. Then, um, that means you are apathetic. Yeah. You are. Mm-hmm. And it is a sin. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just, you know, think about be that. careful. <laughs> okay. Well, my yeah, next what's one, your next one, um, something that, wow, women are super, super tempted towards and are encouraged to do um, is being masculine. Oh, okay. So it is just, and you know, when I first started thinking about this, it was years ago and it was because I went like, I think it was January. She needed more t-shirts. Like she really didn't have a lot of t-shirts. She'd grown out of the ones that she had. They were too short. And so I probably went somewhere like Walmart or Target mm-hmm. <laughs> to buy some t-shirts. Yeah. And I noticed that all the sayings on the little girl's t-shirts were like about being strong and tough, just Mm -hmm. being real rough and tumble and how they're the hero and they're rough. And I was just like, it just made me think like, oh, okay. Uh, And then the more that I've been around young children, young adults, I've noticed like women are expected to act in a way that is very masculine. And it's just normal to produce the equality that we're all looking supposedly striving for. I mean, they're just, we're being stubborn is rewarded. Um, being harsh and loud is seen as is supposed to make you strong. Mm -hmm. Um, and wow, it's just really hit me lately that that is women nowadays. And if you even, I suggested to someone that maybe we should encourage our daughters to be more feminine. And they, they were like, I can't believe you want to return to the 1700s. Right. 
I mean, yeah. that is that is literally how people think about this now. Um, and what's funny is, and I and ironic and sad is that at the same time, I think men are being encouraged to be effeminate. Right. To you know, you ha- we have them on the cover of Vogue in skirts, and masculinity is toxic and. And it's what's interesting is masculinity is toxic in a man, but it's virtuous in a woman. Right. right. Um, and so there's a real inversion and hatred for the created order there that we just have to make sure that we're standing up against. Like yeah. it, we are supposed to embrace how God has made us, what he has said about what is good and what is beautiful. Um, we are told to put on a quiet and gentle spirit, which doesn't mean a Victorian dress and maybe we can go into that more fully in a further discussion at some point. Uh, but we're supposed to strive for beauty and we're supposed to embrace being what God has designed us. And I think there's such a connection between hatred for the image of God and intentionally looking like we are not what God has created us. And like trying to look like dressing right. that way and acting that way and carrying yourself that way and speaking that way. Um, and it's really sad because, you know, at the end of the day, there is no woman on the face of the planet that's good at being masculine. There's there's not like it's a gross parody, just like when men attempt to, to be, be feminine, yeah. like it's it's gross. It looks gross. It's it's repulsive in a way because they're doing they're they're trying to do something that they can't do they're trying to be something that they can't be by their very nature and there's something really um just sad about it and so i think we need to just um believe what god has said about who we are and embrace what god has said about who we are uh be obedient and faithful to that Mm uh and stop trying to be so masculine it's just weird and gross and it's not cute yeah it doesn't need to be the the standard of all things like yeah well yeah and it just the the underlying thing there is that the world wants your son and your daughter to be yeah the same but also your it's partiality because your daughter is better because of systemic sexism right you're because of systemic sexism your son inherently will be a sexist um, right which means that your daughter can't be that and it's such a mess and (laughs) little boys are not doing well in this day and age yeah uh it's it's a huge it's a huge mess my encouragement live how god designed you embrace it don't try to be a dude Right. <laughs> only only follow the mantra of Target t-shirts if they uh, use the Bible as their ultimate authority. So best of luck with one that. Day. <laughs> one day. One day. One day. Do you have another one? Um, I do. I can share okay. another one. Okay. Um, I have one more too. I don't have a great... Mm. Like my last one was like apathy. One word. <laughs> one word. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, but we'll, you can help me talk through it. Okay. I'm ready. So I think we, I think some, a temptation common to women is sort of an impatience regarding and maybe 
overly attending to the sanctification of others. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yep. You agree? <laughs> um, I think that we... I have the word for it. <laughs> What's the word? <laughs> and it was my last oh, one. Oh, no. Dang it. Well, so then we can talk about it together. Perfect. What's the word? Uh, well, uh, usurpation. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. There you go. Yes. That's a great way of putting it. Having to have it done your way yeah in your timing and it's it's taking control of things that you shouldn't take control of right well and we've talked about minding your own business in regard to not minding other people's business but sanctification Mm. is actually god's business so in my mind (laughs) this this particular temptation involves you minding god's business oh yes which is pride. Which is usurping. <laughs> usurping <laughs> uh, authority that is not yours. Right. Um, and I think it's common to women because we are, we tend to be a little more emotionally aware, a little more emotionally mature. This so we so are funny. able to like, <laughs> we're able to like diagnose and, or at least see we're more aware of maybe like the issues. Okay. Let's talk about being more aware. Okay. okay. Here's a great. Great example. Okay. So Joy has had the same blue rug in her office for three years. Yeah. Ever since. Well. For three years. Yeah. Okay. Four. Four. Uh-huh. Four. Okay. Four in August. So. Well, wait. What year was that? 2017. Four or five. Math is hard, but. Okay. Oh, it's four. Yeah. So four. Well, once you said 2017. That, four that years. Like, yeah. Very long time. In this here Apologia studio, <laughs> Joy has had the same rug. And when I walked into her office today where there is a new rug, I nearly fell over because I was so disoriented. Because I like it was like, right. uh, like uh, wow, uh, it's so different uh, in here. Very different rug, different colors. <laughs> Wasn't expecting it. And I just like stepped on it and it was disorienting and Okay, so then I asked Joy what everyone else thought about it. And when I say everyone else, I mean, there's literally no other women here. Right. <laughs> like, the rest of everyone that works yeah. here is a yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, they didn't notice. <laughs> like, there's been a brand new rug in there for, for a week. A week mm-hmm. And not a single adult male has noticed. No. And then hilariously, Clementine I did, walked in. I did talk to one guy about it, but I actually told you him t- you had I to had tell a new him. rug. Yeah. <laughs> Clementine walked in and was like, oh, like she immediately, you know. Right. Anyway, um, all of that to say. I honestly just thought because nobody was noticing it, I was like, it must just be not like that much. Of a no, change. I nearly fell over. It punches you in the eyeball. It's such a big change. Yeah. Like it's uh-huh. a shocking. So <laughs> it's a shocking change. So anyway, women are, you know, we do tend to. We notice details. We are on top of those things. And I think it's because we are supposed to be managing households, which have like many moving parts. And there's there's strength that women, you know, we tend to have many things going on in our brains at once, whereas men are very single track, single mind. They tend to be able to focus harder on one thing, whereas we focus on 10 things at once like I'm having this conversation while one of my children dances behind you okay um and that's how women <laughs> I was just curious as to which, which one? one it was yeah. yeah um and so 
the uh, the sin it's so it's good that we can manage many things well and it's good to it's good to be able like if your friend is having this emotional crisis over here it's good to be able to recognize certain things that are happening it's good in your marriage to be able to say Mm -hmm. like maybe this is what's happening or this is what i'm Mm -hmm. trying to say this is what i'm trying to communicate or you Mm -hmm. know it's not a it's not a bad thing and i it's obviously the way we're we were made it exposes like a the way that god wanted us to to be yeah yeah but the sin is when it becomes about you when it becomes about you having control instead of you honoring god and in that way you can't run a household to the glory of god when you're usurping when you're taking control of things that aren't yours to control. So like right. you said, other people's sanctification, not for you to control. Right. Now you might, not you might, you will be a tool that God uses. And that's why another reason why I think it's hard is because you are very much in charge of and responsible for mm-hmm. your, the sanctification of your children when mm-hmm. you're a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I, if anything, it's a, mm-hmm. the reason it's a common temptation is because you will have to make sure you're not doing it. You right. you'll have to just take a closer look because there there is like a line mm-hmm. that you may not recognize unless you are really renewing your mind looking for it. Right. Well, and I think it's that classic move of uh you know the mom that lets you know how ragged she is and how tired she is and how hard she works. And then you find out that you know, she's also the mom that would never, ever let her husband or her kids load the dishwasher because they wouldn't do it right. Right. Um, so in that moment, she is usurping. She's taking control of something that she shouldn't. Right. And she is saying, if it's not done my way, it you can't right. do it at all. Right. You And what you're doing is you're inhibiting other people's growth. Yeah. Like your children should learn how to load a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. If your husband is kind enough to help you load the dishwasher, you should let him. Right. And you should let him do it without being like, wow, look at what an idiot you are. Yeah. I'm shocked at the idiocy of you and right. how you put that bowl there. Right. You stupid idiot. It's like because <laughs> you are an instrumental tool used for the growth of your household and your church. Mm-hmm. you take it to mean like, oh, I'm the grower. <laughs> right. I am like, I am. Oh, I am the growth instead of a tool. <laughs> like I am the thing itself. Right. Um, And yeah, I think you just, you, well, yeah, you first, you make yourself God mm. because your timing could be vastly different. Um, And what you're, what you're, what it's so really, it reveals a lack of trust. Yep. That God is going to, well, because that's, sometimes that's what it is, right? Like if this person would just do this, if my husband would just do this, if he would, I know what the issue is with my husband and, right. and if he would just do this, then everything would be good in our marriage. Right. And it's like, no, God, God wasn't waiting for you to diagnose your husband and your children and your friends and your mother-in-law with, uh, whatever problems they have for him to start sanctifying. Right. You don't know, you don't know the inner workings. Do not make yourself, mm-hmm. 
more like do not do not make yourself out to be more aware of the complex and delicate details involved in each and every person that you deal with every day than you actually are right you don't know the future right um so don't act like you know um what your like what the trajectory Mm -hmm. of someone's growth yeah looks like and we get the line is hard because you do need to be not apathetic about the people that are under your authority you need to know what's going on with them you need to be uh put but that's the thing is you need to be pushing them to grow you need to allow them Mm -hmm. to load the dishwasher you need to allow them to make choices you need to you need to not get in the way when your husband wants to have a conversation with the kids and mm-hmm. let him do that. And you need to, you need to, a, the godly woman knows how to manage her household and her tasks well without usurping anyone else's duties or work or getting in the way of other people practicing faithfulness. If you are getting in the way of someone else learning faithfulness, that's a problem. Yeah. And you're taking control of something that you shouldn't and you don't need to be in the driver's seat all the time right like and again i understand being a manager of a household does imply a, a seat that drives <laughs> and, right and provides um direction but ultimately you should be leading and encouraging the people around you to take responsibility to take responsibility for themselves to take yeah. and you should be an example in how to do that you shouldn't be an example in how to take responsibility take responsibility that isn't yours right well and i think another sort of like something that flows out of this issue is just um it kind of has to do with something i mentioned earlier which is that you end up you kind of end up becoming like judge jury and executioner of the situations in your life and so you view circumstances or issues or whatever that's going on in your house or your church as though like you are the judge of them. And I think when we, well, stop trying to be God, first of all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Second of all, I would say that a much better replacement for thinking over how right you are all the time (laughs) is to pray for the people that you Mm -hmm. are witnessing grow. You're so Mm -hmm. you're seeing them grow. You're seeing, you see a problem, you Mm. see an issue, you see Mm -hmm. something going on. Maybe they told you it was going on, whatever. Mm -hmm. And instead of the instinct to take over and try to fix that, Mm -hmm. um, and be God, Mm-hmm. let God sanctify mm-hmm. uh, believers mm-hmm. and pray mm-hmm. for those that are being sanctified. Yeah. I think that uh, it might be something we don't do often enough. Mm-hmm. I think we're more likely to think a situation over and over and over and over again than we are to say, I should really be praying for that person. Like, dear God, I should be praying about that. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Whenever you catch yourself rehearsing situations over and over that you want to go differently, right. instead of praying, giving them to the Lord and then moving forward faithfully, 
you can know that there is some kind of sin issue there. Right. Whether it's usurpation, bitterness, resentment, like a lack of forgiveness, like whatever it is, right. like if you can't pray and give it to the Lord, you know, and I think there's something, something I've been thinking about a lot lately is that Paul only prayed three times for his thorn to be removed. And when that prayer didn't get answered, he stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, and now that's not to say there are situations where I would say, yeah, you can go ahead and yeah. pray for that every day. Yeah. Yeah. Bring that before the Lord every day. But there are some situations where it's like, okay, I've prayed for this multiple times. The Lord is, I think, clearly given an answer in this situation. Right. If he hasn't removed the thorn, his <laughs> desire is that the thorn, the thorn remains. is there, you know? And so. And that doesn't just apply to you. It right. applies to other people. It applies to other people as well. And so that's something to consider. Again, that doesn't mean there are plenty of situations where I would say, pray about that every time it comes in your right. head. <laughs> and so I'm not saying if you, pr- three is the magic number. Okay. Right. You can only pray about some, I'm not saying that. I pray like Paul <laughs> three times only. Um, there are many things that are more than appropriate for you to pray Please do pray like Paul. <laughs> Daily. Yes. And go ahead. And what I'm saying is, you know, just consider when you're uh, rehearsing and you're replaying things in your head, um, what would the Lord have you do with these thoughts and these actions? Right. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're attempting to deal with the thorn in somebody else's side, you yeah. need to realize you need to think real hard mm-hmm. about what your business is in that. Right. Right. Because there will become a moment when it's inappropriate and idolatrous. Right. To continue making it your business. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, um, you can leave us a voicemail. <laughs> 470-465-0475. We're having a great time in book club. You guys, if you've been on oh, the we fence, so are. you should totally just get off the fence and join us. And hit us up at shopsheologians.com and we will see you guys next week. Yeah. I don't want to do